Hey guys, and welcome to episode 67 of What The F Podcast. I'm your host, Taylor Morgan, and today I'm so excited for you to learn from our amazing guest, Amy Woods of Content 10X. Now, have you ever created a piece of content? Whether that's a blog post, podcast episode, article you've written for a publication, Instagram post, YouTube video, I'm sure we've all created content in one form or another. And a lot of time, energy, and effort goes into our work, doesn't it? But are you sharing your amazing work on just one platform? Or do you repurpose it? Did you know that from one long content of work, you can create 30 days worth of content to post on other platforms? Well, today, Amy Woods, who is a content repurposing master, is going to teach us how to repurpose our content and connect with more people and grow our audience and influence. When I met Amy a few months ago at Podcast Movement, she spoke on how to take just one podcast episode and create content from that one episode for 30 days across different platforms. How amazing is that? Amy's techniques apply to all content creators, not just podcasters. So if you want to stop spending so much time just creating new content and not having enough people see it and actually move the needle forward to grow your brand and influence, then today's episode will help you do just that. Let's go hear from Amy now on how to 10 times our content and gain more reach and connection. You're listening to What The F Podcast, where we believe in showing up for yourself and your dreams, even if you don't know what the F you're doing yet. Fake it till you make it is our style. Fashion designer and entrepreneur Taylor Morgan knows what it feels like to say, screw it, I'm doing this, despite the odds, which is exactly what she said when she started her fashion-forward activewear company, Cove, and this podcast. The truth is, we're all just figuring it out as we go, and that's absolutely fine. The important thing is showing up for yourself. Here, you'll get the pep talk you need to keep going. Learn how to truly believe in yourself and be inspired by other entrepreneurs and their amazing stories. If you're ready to stop wishing and start doing, this is your show. Consider your host, Taylor, your new BFF and your biggest fan. Now here's your host, fashion designer, fresh flower addict, and dog lover, Taylor Morgan. Welcome to the show, Amy. I'm so excited to have you on today. So thank you for taking the time to be here. Hey, Taylor, no problem. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure. Absolutely. So I just introduced you briefly before the show, but in your own words, can you tell us who you are and how you started your amazing business, Content 10X? <laughs> yes, I can. Um, so I, as you said, Amy Woods, I am based in the UK. I run a business called Content 10X, which is a content repurposing business. So we are first and foremost, a creative agency, and we work with podcasters, video creators, live streamers, bloggers to repurpose their content so that they can reach more people online and get their message heard and get in front of more people. Um, and that's, so that's what we do as a, as a business, aside from putting out lots of content ourselves as well. Um, background, I started off my career in a really, really different area. So I was a management consultant for 13 years, like kind of heavy corporate job, mergers and acquisitions, working with Fortune 500 companies and involved an awful lot of travel. And then, um, yeah, I I decided when I had kids and, and through a period of some ill health as well, I decided it was time for a change. 
and pivoted a lot from from big corporate and and traveling and working with banks and big organizations to working more with smaller businesses and entrepreneurs and um, truly pivoted in what I do as well. So um, all in the content marketing space. So that's kind of a very in a nutshell story of who I am and where I where I've ended up today. That's amazing. And I'm just curious out of my own curiosity, where in the UK are you? I am in Manchester. I'm Have you ever been Manchester. to the UK? Oh yes, I've been a lot and I actually I I know Manchester well. So I love that area. <laughs> it's the best city. <laughs> it really is. So I had the pleasure of hearing you speak this year at Podcast Movement in Orlando, Florida, and I've talked here on the show about it. So my listeners are familiar with it. But your talk just blew my mind open, Amy, the possibilities and the reach we can have with repurposing just one piece of content. And obviously, at Podcast Movement, when you were speaking, you were focusing specifically to repurposing like a podcast episode. But your techniques, as you mentioned a bit ago, can apply to any format, whether it's like a blog post or, you know, YouTube video. So can you explain to everyone listening how they can take one simple form of content, no matter what that is, like blog post, podcast episode, YouTube video, etc, and repurpose it? Well, I think it's really useful to look at what we mean by the the definition of repurposing. So when we talk about repurposing content, we're talking about viewing content as a way in which we want to communicate a message. So we have a message to share and we are communicating that. And that's what all forms of content are, a form of communication. And so if you look at what your original piece of content is, so as you said, we met at Podcast Movement. So let's say, you know, if the original piece of content is a podcast, you know, what you're really doing there is you've chosen a message and you've chosen the format to be audio format. But then when we look to repurpose content, we look at how we can change up the format to communicate the same message. So all the hard work and effort that went into the original, you know, packaging up of that message can be leveraged. But how can we look at different formats and different locations? So by format, I mean, taking podcast episode and maybe turning it into a video, turning it into a blog post, turning it into short little snippets to turning it into tweets and insta stories and things like that it's all different formats and then locations we're going from being on apple Podcasts and spotify to being on youtube being on your blog in your blog on your website on other people's websites on facebook instagram linkedin medium all the different places so it's really important to think of what repurposing is it's a message being communicated in a different format in a different location but staying core to that message and leveraging the work that you put into the original piece and it's not copying and pasting it's being very aware of every platform and how you would communicate that that message in the most appropriate way for the people on on such and such a platform so it, whether the, the best techniques are to look at how you can have a core consistent starting point so get consistent with video or podcast or blog and then know where your audience are and start to work out ways that you can spread that message in those different places yeah and one thing you um pointed out at podcast movement which i think is just really you know it kind of motivated me to actually be like okay no i really do need to repurpose is you you pointed out that someone's probably looking for you on a platform you're not but they're like your perfect ideal client yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, not everybody listens to podcasts. I think the statistic is that 
three in 10 people in the US adults regularly listen to podcasts. I think 50% have said that they have once or ever listened to a podcast. So that's, you know, if you have it all your eggs in one basket in terms of you putting all of your content into, say, podcasts and nothing else, there's a huge amount of people that you're going to miss reaching and miscommunicating with because they just don't listen to podcasts but they're out there and they they could really benefit from your content and it's the same for video you know there's so many people that don't with don't watch videos it's just not their thing there's lots of people who just don't read blog posts and you know lots of people who don't consume facebook lives because a they're not even on facebook and b they don't like going to live streams so you have to i guess be aware that not everybody consumes the same types of content but within all the different subsets of people out there who have a preference there's definitely going to be somebody that you can help and you don't have to necessarily reinvent the wheel to reach them if you use aspects of repurposing that first piece of content. And that's my favorite part of this is that we don't have to reinvent the wheel. So I want to get more into like the details of that a little bit later. But before we do, I loved at Podcast Movement, the 30-day plan you shared with us for repurposing just one piece of content. Um, Can you share here with those listening today on how one piece of content you can create can last you for 30 days on different platforms? So meaning like just one blog post or one podcast episode, how do you leverage that in the next like 30 days? Yeah, so I think it's really important, um, as I said, to look at how you can change the the formats and then have systems and processes in place. So when I spoke at Podcast Movement about that podcast and the 30-day plan, it all started there with a podcast episode and how I talked about, firstly, you can look at creating some written content, let's say. So taking a podcast and then maybe turning it into show notes, turning it into a blog post, and then looking a little bit further beyond that to the days and weeks after the first piece of content goes out. And maybe putting out, you know, an email to your subscribers to the end of the week, writing out lots of different tweets that you could send out through automation. So using something like Buffer, um, SmarterQ, MeetAdger, but using social media scheduling tools to help you schedule content out. So taking that first piece of content, writing loads of tweets, um, maybe creating some visuals and graphics and then scheduling those out over the next month or so so there's an aspect of putting the hard work in and then scheduling out over time and then there's a real mixture of what you can do in terms of um, looking at things like a Facebook live or a LinkedIn live or something like that that you could do every week so you could for example, put your podcast episode out every Monday and then tell your listeners that every Friday you'll be going live on LinkedIn or Instagram to talk about that topic. So we're going from a static piece of content that people can consume to providing access to you and building a community around that content and letting people ask you questions. And then you can show that you're the real deal and there's authenticity and transparency attached to something like that. So looking at things like live aspects, also behind the scenes content as well. So making the most of things like Insta stories, Facebook stories, and incorporating that in the weeks and months after you've put your podcast or video, whichever it is, out by sharing polls on you know how it went, the questions that you've had, um, all the different features that are fun and engaging in something like Insta or Facebook stories. Um, 
and so on and so forth. But I think, you know, I'm talking about podcasting, but I think the roundabout answer is the way it can be achieved is through um, knowing what you're going to do and having that planned in advance. So having systems and processes where you know what you are going to do after you have initially hit upload or publish on that first piece of content, you do it straight away. So you work on all the different content as part of that week's content strategy and you use the tools available to you to schedule and post content in advance. And you also make the most of things like access to you, live stories, raw and behind the scenes, as well as highly polished and produced like like the podcast episode or the video. So it can be a real mixture of the content that people like to consume. So let me like break this down and make sure because I'm a very simple thinker. So, um, excuse me. And I am like, I know a lot of my listeners are still like the solopreneur where we don't have a team yet. So all of this, I know for someone listening might be like, okay, Amy, that sounds well and great, but like I'm one person, like how am I going to do all those things? So tell me, Amy, if this is a good plan, because I'm trying to like simplify it for the person who is a solopreneur like myself. Um, would you say it would be most beneficial? Like, let's say I'm creating like this podcast or a blog post. Uh, are you suggesting that after, like, let's say I, I, you know, outline it, record it at that point, would it be, you know, most beneficial for me to sit there and kind of batch all of the different areas I want to hit, whether that's write it and is my show notes or a blog post or, you know, plan when my Facebook live is going to be and kind of batch it all within those few hours of each other and put it on the calendar, like where over the next 30 days it's going to be. Am I understanding that right? Yeah, I, would, I, would, I wouldn't necessarily say within the next few hours or anything like that. But what I would say is that the really big mistake that I see people make is that they, well, there's two things. So one is they keep going on to create the next piece of original content. So um, they... The video creator who says that they are going to put a video out, you know, once a week on YouTube and they keep rushing to create the next video and the next video and the next video, but they don't actually, yeah, like don't actually do anything to really repurpose and promote each one as it comes along. And it's, it's such a shame because what we should do is we shouldn't, especially if, if we're on our own, so as a, a solopreneur or just getting started, it's really important to commit to a consistent schedule. I truly believe that. I think that if you have a podcast, or unless you're doing a season and you're dropping everything in one go Netflix style, but let's say you have a podcast or a video a video show, then I do think you should have a consistent schedule because your audience get used to it and it's something that you can work to. And it's like people turning up to watch their favorite TV shows every week. So it's good to have that. But then what should that be? So should it be weekly? Should it be twice a week? Should it be every two weeks, monthly? And that's something that only you can decide based on how much time you have to commit. And there's no right or wrong answer that. It's absolutely fine if that's every two weeks as opposed to weekly or even monthly. It's absolutely fine just to making sure that you're consistent. But I think sometimes people commit themselves to a consistency schedule that means that they don't make the most of each one. And it's, it's not going to ultimately bring as many benefits to you if you're constantly going on to the next piece of content and not promoting. So I think, 
um, I often say that I think you should spend about 20 to 30 percent of time actually creating that original piece. So 20 20 to 30 percent of your time, let's say that week on creating the podcast episode and then 70 percent of your time actually doing the repurposing and the and the follow-up work and the promotion otherwise no one's going to find it and all the time and effort and everything is going to kind of you know not be leveraged so I think it's not necessarily you know straight after do loads of things I think it let's say you have 10 hours per week that you're going to commit to content creation So spend three hours of that on that video or on that podcast or on whichever your longer form piece of content is, and then spend the other seven hours um, on the repurposing and the promotion. And don't move on to the next episode, the next piece of content, until you've completed your tick list of what you're going to do to repurpose and promote. So I think that's really important. It's the allocation of time and it's making sure that your allocation of time is putting in enough allocation of um, the repurposing. And then in terms of the kind of the how, I think you can't do everything. So you know, I can give tips where I'll say, okay, create a video and then turn the video into a podcast and then turn all of that into short teaser videos for every platform, create content for stories, create visuals and graphics, create content upgrades, things like that. But you can't do everything. So you have to focus on a couple of things. One thing is absolutely knowing where your audience are or at least knowing where you want to focus on. So you may know that they're on most platforms, but if you think they're mainly on LinkedIn and that's where you're going to get the most traction, then make sure that you focus on the platforms where people are and then make sure that you are mixing up the the medium as well so don't just turn a long video into short videos and that's your strategy because it's still video to video and i highly recommend that you do create teaser videos video from longer form videos and short audiograms from longer podcast episodes that's great but that's still reaching the same type of learner preference the the audio learner the video learner you want to look if you're only going to do one thing look at mixing up that that style that people like to consume take that video to a blog post take that video to a podcast take that podcast to a blog post etc and just do it one step at a time don't try and do everything at once because because it's that you'll do everything for a couple of weeks and then nothing and fall flat on your feet because you'll find that you can't do everything. So it's about adding one extra step at a time, doing that extra t- extra step until it becomes a habit and you don't see it as an extra step anymore. You just see it as part of the process. And then when you're really comfortable with that extra step, add the next step and then add the next step. So just taking it one small step at a time and embedding habits basically because habits will will be what you will cause you to win the race in the end. I, I love this because really this is just giving me or making me realize I just need to have a mind shift of how I look at it because what you were saying earlier about people just focusing so much on creating the content but then not making the time to repurpose it and promote it where... I like how you said, you know, spend 70% of the time of your content creating time repurposing it. And I need to do that because Amy, I'm so guilty where I'm just pumping out podcast episode after episode. And I was actually talking with a friend of mine about this literally just yesterday. And I was like, you know what? I'm in this awful cycle where I'm constantly just... My time is eaten by creating new content, new content, new content that I don't have any time left in my days to actually 
repurpose it or promote it or market it. And then it's like, well, what's the point of even creating new content if you can't get new people to hear it and see yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. I love what you're suggesting about, you know, like make kind of like, it, it's just a mind shift, right? To say, okay, the content's important. Yes, but this should be a smaller portion of it. And a bigger portion of it is the promoting, is the repurposing. So I really like that. That's actually extremely helpful. Yeah, and I think um, in terms of uh, some some tools and, and things like that to help with that. So um, I'm a massive fan of Trello, and we use Trello in our organisation. And the, you know, there's Asana and there's Basecamp, but um, and, and you know, there's good old Excel and spreadsheets and things like that as well. But I think it's really good to use something. So, do you use anything like Trello or Asana or any of those for for your um, process, your weekly processes for your podcast? I'm embarrassed to say I don't, but I need to. <laughs> so. Well, exactly. So um, they're, they're really good. So Trello is fab. I'm trying to think this. Yeah, so you can start with a free. Actually, you can you can do loads with the, with the free plan. And what's so brilliant about um, Trello? I've actually never heard. What is it called? Trello? Yeah, Trello, yeah. T-R-E-L-L-O, Trello. And um, I use that and I, I'm, I love that. And I know there's another one called Asana, um, A-S-A-N-A, A-S-A-N-A, yeah. <laughs> um, and Basecamp too. All a similar premise, really. I actually use Basecamp with like my editors for the show. Oh, do you? Yeah. So I haven't actually used Basecamp before, but we've used this. We use Asana with a few clients. Otherwise, we use Trello for everything at Content 10X. And what's so great is that you can set up that checklist. So you can set up your um, your regular checklist for the process flow that you would follow each week with your piece of content. And you can, it, it, sometimes it's about setting rules for yourself. And I think setting rules can be really, really important. So the rule can be, I will not move on to the next um, podcast episode or the next video until everything on my Trello card for this week's episode is ticked and you work out what you want to tick. So, you know, you work out what works for you. So, and, and it can be a real mix of, of things that, yes, are a little bit more time consuming, like writing a blog post based off a podcast episode or video. Obviously, you know, that can be time consuming. It really depends how long uh, you know, the video or the podcast is and whether you're going to write a really long um, blog post or a shorter one. But things like that take time. So you may decide, okay, well, I'll, I will do that though. So I will spend three hours on the podcast episode and I will spend three hours writing a blog post because I know that I will get found by search engines if I can write a really good article about my episode. So then if you had 10 hours and you, that's three, then three gone, you've got four hours left. Um, you can then start to do less time consuming. So one thing on your Trello list could be camera to face, Insta stories, telling telling everyone that that podcast episode is live, but not broadcasting as in just saying it's live, go and listen to it. More just, do you have this problem? Can you relate to this? If you can, then you're really going to enjoy this episode because you're going to find out X, Y, and Z. So it's more kind of telling people what they'll get from it, not just a broadcast that it's live. So things like that, Insta stories, really quick. So you could mix it up with, with Facebook Insta stories, things like that. And then do, you know, a post on the various social media platforms. And um, if you, you know, if you have the resources or know how, um, things like audiograms or short video teasers and things like that as well. So mix it up with slightly 
longer repurposing and then really quick and ready and, and you know rough and ready type stuff like behind the scenes and have that list and tick 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 away don't allow yourself to even start on the next one until you have every single thing ticked move it over to complete and then start on the next one and make that a rule that you will not break basically um and see how, you know, you're timing yourself as well, you know, that you don't want to get too carried away. And then really importantly, looking at the results too. So seeing the differences that it makes, start looking at, look at your analytics, look at your podcast downloads, look at your website visitors, look at how many followers you have on different platforms, whatever's important to you and start seeing as you create more of this content. Um, if your ultimate goal is more downloads, are you seeing more downloads as you're creating more? Give it time. And if you're not, you know, it's just a case of trial and error um, and looking at maybe changing things a little bit. But I can, I can guarantee that if you do put effort every time you put a longer form piece of content out to have a system to promote and repurpose, you you will see an increase in in what you're trying to achieve. And then it will feel all the more worthwhile for the time and effort that you put into it in the first place. I'm so excited about this. I'm really going to look into Trello. That's how you say it, right? Trello? It's great. Yeah, Trello. It's really good. We love it. It's so easy to use. I want to pause the show real quick to share with you all a tool that can help you execute what Amy is teaching us here today in the episode. And that is Meet Egger. Meet Egger is an amazing social media automation platform that will sync your Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram in one simple spot. So for example, if you have a blog or podcast like I do, you can use Egger's unique suggested variations to turn a single blog post or your podcast show notes into five unique social posts with a single click. You heard me right. One single click on me, Egger, turns one blog post or podcast show notes into five social media posts. It's never been easier, you guys, to five times your social media output and connect with more people, which is exactly what Amy is teaching us to do here in today's episode. If you have a blog, podcast, or even a YouTube channel RSS feed, you can hook that up to Meet Egger to automatically pull your latest content and add it to your social media sharing queue. When you sign up for Meet Egger, you'll get an onboard coach to help you set up your account and answer any of your questions. It's so easy and it's something I am so excited to get started with now. It's going to make my job so much easier and my outreach so much bigger. If you're feeling pumped to start spreading the word about your brand more after hearing Amy today on how easy it is, then use Meet Egger to get started today. For being a What The F listener, Meet Egger is giving you a free 60-day trial. That's two full months. All you need to do is head on over to meetegger.com slash Taylor and use code Taylor to get an extended 60-day free trial. Again, that's meetegger.com. That's M-E-E-T-E-D-G-A-R.com slash Taylor and use code Taylor, T-A-Y-L-O-R to get an extended 60-day free trial. Let's do this. Another great way to spread the word about your brand and business is through cute branded products. Not only do branded products bring brand awareness, but more importantly, it's a great way to connect with your clients and build community offline. 
You know when someone in your life leaves you a cute little note or posts it somewhere that says thinking of you or keep up the good work? That's how I feel about a good branded product when I see it. They're like our little love notes to our clients to keep going. Who doesn't love a good coffee mug with something inspirational on it? I hoard coffee mugs just for that reason. I love a good pick-me-up when I look at it. I'm currently working on cute coffee mugs and water bottles right now for you, my listeners, so that you have a sweet reminder to keep showing up for yourself and your dreams. But branded products don't end at just coffee mugs and water bottles. The possibilities are endless. And a company I love to make these products on is anypromo.com. On anypromo.com, you can create so many different types of products to stay connected with your clients from coffee mugs, water bottles, custom stationery, sweatshirts, beanies, pens, the list goes on and on. And even if you don't own a business, you can still use anypromo.com for a party you're throwing. Or if you're a bride to be like me, you can make stuff for your wedding or bachelorette party. I know in the new year, I'm going to be using anypromo.com both for work and my personal life. I think for our wedding, I'm going to have custom shot glasses made and cute custom napkins with fun facts about LJ and I on them. Putting your brand out into the universe creates opportunities and any promo empowers businesses of all sizes to get the power of big branding. Any promo is the most affordable online provider for custom printed apparel wholesale from quality private labels like Bella and Canvas, American Apparel and more. And they even have print quality guaranteed. For whatever branded product you need, check out anypromo.com slash F-E-F-F for some great offers for What The F listeners, including 12% off when you use code WHATTHEF at checkout. That's W-H-A-T-T-H-E-E-F-F at checkout. Let me know what you make on anypromo.com by tagging at what the F podcast on Instagram. And I'll be sure to share your anypromo.com product on my Instagram page. Again, go to anypromo.com slash F for 12% off when you use code what the F at checkout. My favorite part about the holidays is reconnecting with family. My family and I are all spread out and have really busy schedules, so I love when we can all be together, slow down, and just spend time together catching up. I especially cherish the time I get to spend with my grandparents. And one thing I really want to do is preserve their amazing life stories, which is why this year I'm gifting them the gift of story worth. StoryWorth is an online service that helps your loved ones tell the story of their lives through thought-provoking questions about their memories and personal thoughts. StoryWorth is a great way to share with each other and future generations the stories of our lives. Every week, StoryWorth emails your family member a different story prompt, questions you never thought to ask, like, what have been some of your life's greatest surprises, and what's one of the riskiest things you've ever done? After one year, StoryWorth compiles every answer question and photo you choose to include into a beautiful keepsake book that's shipped for free. Now, I know my grandparents don't email, so if you're out there thinking, well, that's great, but my grandparents don't know how to turn on a computer, don't worry, you can still do this. For me, I'm going to gift this to my grandparents, but then I'm going to just call them each week and ask them the questions and write it out myself. That way, we can still preserve their stories. But I love that StoryWorth makes it so easy for me to do this, to create a book that is truly priceless for me and my family. I can't wait to hear in the coming year all the amazing stories I know both my grandparents have to share. Preserve and pass on memories with StoryWorth, the most meaningful gift for your family. Sign up today by going to storyworth.com slash what the F. 
you'll get $20 off your first purchase. Again, go to storyworth.com slash what the F that's W-H-A-T-T-H-E-E-F-F for $20 off your purchase. I, I really like this. So, okay. Is this because there's so many places, right? That we can obviously repurpose content and I just don't want anyone listening to feel overwhelmed by like, oh my goodness, I have to go on LinkedIn and Twitter and all the places, right? And you did mention earlier to like, make sure you know where your audience is listening so that you're obviously spending your time wisely where they are. So like, for example, with Trello, when we're starting, are you suggesting just maybe because there is trial and error, especially when we're, we're starting to do this. So maybe just picking a few places because we can't do all the things, right? So what's your suggestion for that? Yeah, and and, it, and you won't have well, you know, you, you may have an audience in all the places, but um, certainly not everyone does. I mean, quite a few people who we work with, uh, depending on their business, they they absolutely don't have an audience on Instagram or or Twitter because of what they do, but they definitely have an audience on LinkedIn. So we wouldn't spend any time um, repurposing content onto, say, Instagram because we know that that's not worth the time. So. You have to firstly just know where the majority of your audience are. Um, and then if you genuinely do think, well, they're everywhere, then either create some content that can go across the different platforms and just tweak it slightly and do try and repurpose to all of them. Or just start off with a focus on one or two. So, you know, start off focus on Facebook and Instagram. I think what's really important is that you are focusing on where they are. You're also to to you a question as well about you know getting overwhelmed I think just going a little a few steps back as well what's really important especially for if you're listening to this right now and you don't have a content strategy at the moment so you don't have a blog or a podcast or video or you don't go live every week that's fine because you're trying to figure this out don't commit to something that you don't think you'll enjoy or you don't you know you won't enjoy but you're just committing to it because you've heard that everybody should do a live stream or everybody should do a video because you need to commit to the original core piece of content um as something that you don't mind doing you know hopefully you quite enjoy doing it um you know that you can do well at it and you know that you have an audience that are interested in it so if you absolutely hate doing live streams but you know that your audience would like it don't do it because if you hate it then you aren't going to be consistent you're going to find it a chore you're going to dread doing it and you're not going to be consistent but you know and, and the the other way around as well you know if you love doing live streams but you know your audience really aren't that bothered about live streams don't do it <laughs> so Really commit to something that you're going to enjoy doing, you're going to benefit from, and you won't find it a chore because you enjoy doing your podcast episodes or your videos, and you know you've got an audience that will like that content. That will mean that you you're going to be consistent okay so commit to something that you can be consistent with you genuinely know that you're going to be consistent with it and then when you are looking at what you'll repurpose to just know where your audience are don't try and be absolutely everywhere if it doesn't make sense and again if you do think they're everywhere but that's too time consuming just focus on one or two but I come back to as well just mixing up the learning style so let's say that you only have an audience on um, LinkedIn you just know that for a fact and you know it's where you want to to focus on and you've got a podcast that goes out every single week then on LinkedIn you could be repurposing by 
um, putting a, the audiograms, um, so short little snippets of audio with an image on LinkedIn. You could be putting some text-only posts because actually text-only posts on LinkedIn without videos or images work really well. You could put a little video of you talking to camera as well about the episode and what was gained and what was learned and things like that. So we've already mixed things up there, text, um, audiograms, video, maybe a graphic as well. So we're hitting all those different learning styles as well as the podcast listener. And don't just focus on social, focus on a search if you can as well by creating some written content. I always say just if you can do a long form blog post, brilliant, but at least do do a summary article because you want to get hit by search on social, not just social. So if you had to like pick a number, Amy, for the person listening who's like, okay, I want to start repurposing. I want to spend 70% of my time, like Amy suggesting, you know, actually repurposing whatever form of content. Would you say like we should be trying to repurpose in five different ways, 10 different ways, like whether it's a different platform or just different versions? Like, do you have a magic number? No, I don't think there is a magic number. I think, you know, it really, really does depend on what you want to do. For example, if you have a strategy where you want to repurpose your um, weekly podcast episode to not even have a social focus, but actually to get found by the search engines, then maybe your repurposing strategy is to spend three hours creating the podcast episode and then almost the majority of the repurposing in writing the amazing long form SEO focused blog post and then short posts thereafter um, for your, you know, for, for that podcast episode. Or, you know, somebody could go absolutely crazy and create a hundred pieces of content off one, but it's loads of bite size. You know, I'm going to do, you know, 20, 15 second stories um, over the course of a week. I'm going to do, you know, uh, like 15 audiograms. I'm going to snip the whole thing up. So I, I really don't think there's any magic number at all. I just think that it's just being smart and just working out what what you can achieve, having that audience focus and the mix of media as well. But there's there's definitely no magic magic number, I'm afraid. <laughs> it's just really trial and error and just playing with it. And like you said, coming up with a plan and then adjusting after you watch those numbers to see what the analytics are and stuff. Yeah, exactly. I think it's um, it's knowing what you want to achieve um, by doing this. So it may be that you have a podcast, but what you want to achieve actually isn't more podcast downloads. It's just being um, found by more people. And so you will actually want to just get your message in more places. And you may want to actually just be driving a different aspects of your business through that audience growth. So podcast downloads don't absolutely, um, you know, go through the roof, but you're seeing more followers on Instagram and Facebook and you get more email subscribers, you know, maybe it's all that. Um, so some of our clients, you know, we repurpose their video or their podcast, but actually thereafter, all of our calls to action are based on growing their email list. So it will be brilliant posts on LinkedIn, Facebook, things like that. And the call to action might be to actually pick up some kind of free thing that was mentioned in the podcast episode. And if we see 100, pod, 100 email subscribers, not 100 extra podcast listeners were happy, you know, because that was what we wanted. But, you know, just know, and some things are measurable and some things aren't, I think, as well. So 
um so this, some people say if it can't be measured then you know you shouldn't you shouldn't kind of track it and it doesn't matter but i don't really agree with that you know some people may just want to have all this increased content through more brand awareness more people knowing who they are um cr- increasing more authority within their industry and getting booked for speaking gigs or getting invited onto other people's podcasts and things like that so it's not a black and white thing it's more just about making sure that you're really smart with your content and you know what you want to achieve and you have a a really clear and consistent message because when you repurpose content you're taking a message and then and sharing it in different places but the message stays consistent and if you really want to get known for something you have to be absolutely on a point with being consistent with your messaging and I think that's a massive thing that repurposing helps with that you don't get a scattergun approach you know one minute you're talking about this the next minute you're talking about something else and people couldn't really say what you do or what you help them with with a repurposing approach they know because you were talking about that on Facebook and you were talking about that on Instagram you were talking about that and you started a conversation about that on Twitter and it's not about being um it is about being repetitive, but it's about being mindful of what the platform is and the way that you communicate that on a platform as well. You know, like Twitter's more about conversation starters. So pick out a killer conversation starter from that podcast episode and put that out on Twitter and then leave the conversation, you know, and then Instagram is more about visuals and graphics and things like that. So pick out, you know, a great visual and share that and, and so on and so forth. So it's, it's showing that you can communicate in those different places, that message and not everything is measured by metric it might just be measured by different things that are important to you absolutely so what is your advice amy to the person listening right now who wants to grow their online presence like what's the best way they can do that well i think my my advice really is um as i I just mentioned really but being knowing what you want to be known for so if you want to increase your audience then, you know, who do you want to be following you? What do you want to be known for? Um, What are you trying to build an authority in? And being really, really clear on that. And sometimes that means being able to close off from talking about things that, yes, you know about those things, but if you don't want to get known for that and you don't want to build an audience based off that, then maybe, you know, it's time to kind of stop talking about those things and start only really talking about what you want to build an audience for. So really, really clear in your messaging. Then it's consistency. So we've we've spoken about this, but um, being really consistent and that's through choosing a core form of long form content. So when I talk about long form, I simply mean, you know, videos, podcasts, live streams, blog posts that aren't bite sized, that aren't an Insta story or a tweet or a Facebook post, but a longer form piece of, of content as we're talking today on this podcast episode. This is long form content. So committing to one long form content and being consistent and really, really knowing what you're going to be consistent in from a messaging perspective as well as a format of content perspective. And then, you know, really just if, if you then do that, if you commit to that and you start putting your content out and you do what we've been talking about and you don't just put it out and forget about it, but you put some strategies in place to repurpose and promote and tell people and spread your message, then the only other big thing is to be patient. <laughs> so you need to be really patient. Things don't um, happen overnight. Real, true audience growth without a big budget without spending lots of, of ad spend um, and a true as in not 
buying followers or doing anything untoward and, and a bit spammy, it takes time. So you need to be patient as well. And you'll see certain turning points, certain tipping points. And um, people say that honestly, like podcasting can it can be a year, if not two years, before your podcast, you know, can really take off. So if that if you can't wait a year or two years, then you know that's that's going to be disappointing and it's probably not the best medium. Video can be faster, blog posts, SEO take a bit longer. But if you are consistent and you stick to it and you promote and repurpose and you have a consistent message, then you you know it will make a huge difference and you will grow an audience. And I think just to say that you don't have to have a massive audience in the world to move the needle as well. You know, there's many businesses that you you don't need to be getting 50,000 or 100,000 views on your YouTube video or, or podcast views. So don't view things from a vanity measure. Know that even with a small audience, even with two or 300 really loyal listeners or followers or subscribers can make a huge difference to your business. Yeah, I really like that you pointed out being patient because just yesterday I was, um, I'm in this like private coaching group, um, with Amy Porterfield online. And in the Facebook group, she went live yesterday and she was talking about just staying patient and trusting the course. And I think a lot of us, I know myself included, forget that part because you, you do it and you're like, we're so quick to want results, right? And then you jump ship when she, and Amy was like, don't jump ship. Like it's probably working. Just be patient, you know? Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. I think it's like with so many things in life, isn't it? It's like, you know, diets or, or when you train and things like that. And you don't know if you're just on the cusp of a breakthrough and then and then you, and then you give up and you never know. And I think um, it is patience. And I've definitely found that. So I, I have my podcast, which has been, I had it had its second birthday a couple of months ago. I think we were at 112. Yeah, I had a little cake with two candles. <laughs> um, but I think turning point for me. I think I remember when I was celebrating its one its one year birthday. How um, I st- I did see to start a bit of a tipping point, not just of downloads, but more of things going on for me as a personal brand. I just started to see more of an influx of people wanting me to speak at events and just people getting in touch and because we're a business in an agency you know people who were st- more leads coming in more people who had seen our content and and then started to come in and then there was this next kind of tipping point around the second year where again it just seemed to take a little bit of a, a leap and right now we're experiencing uh, you know kind of almost at last a big surge of people finding us on search and that means we've been doing a, a blog post every week for for um, just over two years now and it feels like again there's this tipping point where suddenly we are ranking quite well for the terms we want to rank for and I I remember interviewing Andy Crestadina who's an expert in many things but SEO in particular and he said to me um, it can take a couple of years for some articles to truly rank and it seemed like a couple of years but then he was right because we've only just been saying recently wow you know like at the moment people are finding us on search and this that and the other so you have to be so, so patient and not expect everything at once. Don't succumb to anything that is a fast track that sounds a bit shady, like terrible things like buying followers or, or likes or things like that. Cause they're so, um, 
they're so damaging to any social account if you ever do anything like that because there's so many ways that would be almost another episode but it can really really you know damage what you're doing online um just even from like a, a reach perspective and uh, and engagement and things like that but um there are uh, podcasting is is probably slower it is actually not probably it is slower than say a weekly video but there's there's this feeling in the podcasting world, and I think it's true, that a podcast listener is worth more than um, a video viewer or a blog um, reader because they're more connected to you and they're choosing to listen to you. Um, so, you know, if you have a podcast strategy, it may take a bit longer, but every listener that starts to love and listen every week to what you have to say may be worth more than the YouTube subscriber. But then, you know, have a video strategy and know that the YouTube subscribers as well is going to kind of be in peaks and troughs and things like that. But you don't have to have, you know, a thousand or a million followers to make a huge, huge difference. So are there any planning or automation platforms out there that you like that can help us plan and schedule our content? Like, have you used MeEgger or any other platforms like them? I'm curious what your favorites are, if any. Yeah, we've used all of them, to be honest, because as a business, we tend to use Buffer. Um, but then if our clients come to us and they already use SmarterQ or Meet Edgar or any of those, um, Hootsuite, then we'll use them as well. So we've kind of been exposed to, to so many. Um, I think it depends on what you want to achieve on different platforms. And you have to look at what the features are of each um of each tool because the reason we really like to use Buffer to schedule in advance social media posts is because, yeah, B-U-F-F-E-R, Buffer. Um, we like that because you can in, you can automatically post videos onto Instagram and a lot of the other platforms don't allow auto video posting to Instagram yet. So that's only because we post videos to Instagram. So I'm saying that because that suits us. But then, you know, for other people, they may not post videos to Instagram. So that's totally insignificant to them. But what they want to do is post lots of pins to different boards on Pinterest. And then you're probably going to find another tool that is more suitable for doing that. So it really does depend on which social media platform. You just have to look at the features, know what you want to do, know what kind of content. Is it videos? Is it graphics? Um, which platforms and see um, what would suit your needs. And there are some specific tools for specific platforms. Um, Tailwind is very much focused on Pinterest. Um, and there's one called Later that's more focused on Instagram. Um, so, yeah, you have to kind of move around. And I would just say don't be stuck to one as well, because if you use one. Maybe my next question is, like, should we use a combo of some, like maybe use Tailwind and Meet Egger? Yeah, or something you like can. That. I mean, if there's one that seems perfect, but just misses one feature that, you you know, you really desire. The only thing is, obviously, you want to manage spend. And if you end up being on pay plans for a few of them, you know, it could be get a bit costly. But um you can use different ones. And I mean, remembering that if you can use the native features as best as you can too, that's good. So in Facebook, we always just post in Facebook. We schedule native in Facebook using their, their scheduling um, system for Facebook pages. Um, and if that is possible, then it's always good because they give you a bit more 
you know, organic reach if you aren't using third-party tools. Um, but yeah, you can use a couple, but it's probably best to try and streamline as best as possible. But if you try one and for whatever reason it stops working out for you or you don't like it, it really isn't a hassle to move on to a different one. It's not a big thing at all to just... We, we've used many. We've, we've kind of gone back and forward a little bit. We have a bit of a love-hate relationship with Buffer, but we always come back because it's better for Instagram. So um, yeah, you can move. And Smarter queue and, and me, Edgar, used to be brilliant for queuing up loads of tweets and recycling lots of posts. But Twitter don't let you recycle and, and queue them up in the same way. They don't want you to keep reposting the same things. Um, so some of the features that me, Edgar, and Smarter queue had, um, Twitter cracked down on. So they became a bit less, um, you know, less significant a feature. Got it. So I'll link to all those um, platforms that Amy suggested if you're listening and want to check those out. Um, But lastly, Amy, do you have any simple steps for us to get started repurposing our content today for just like the person who's like me brand new to repurposing? What would be like a simple few steps you would suggest? I would just suggest that it's all about taking it one step at a time. So I think set up some kind of checklist in as we as we said, like maybe in Trello, but otherwise, you know, in, in a Google Sheet or Excel or something as well. But set up some kind of checklist and uh, take it one step at a time. Try and include at least a few ways that you will repurpose and promote before you move on to the next one. And give yourself that rule that you won't move on to the next piece of content until you've at least maximized you know, some the, the time and effort that you put into the first piece and question your consistency schedule if that's proving to be too much of a challenge. You don't have to do two or three a week. You don't even have to be weekly. It could be every two weeks. So question your consistency in the schedule if you are finding it impossible to do any repurposing or promotion. Thank you so much. And Amy, um, you also have a podcast where you continue these conversations. Can you let everyone know a little bit about it and the name of it and where it is? Yeah, sure. So it's called the Content 10X Podcast. And um, you can just go to my website, content10x.com forward slash podcast, or it's on Apple and and Spotify and Stitcher and all the different podcasting apps. And it's just bite-sized episodes every week. So only really eight to 10 minutes or so, unless there's a guest. And every week I focus on a different repurposing tip technique tool. So it's just all about helping people to repurpose their content. And um, uh, funnily enough, if you don't like listening to podcasts, then there's a weekly blog post as well um, at content10x.com forward slash blog, where we do a nice kind of decent write-up of every episode. If you don't want to listen, you can read as well. Um, And yeah, everything's over there on content10x.com. And then where are you on Instagram? I am actually luckily at Content10x on all of the platforms, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Um, You can find me at at Content10x. And then lastly, if there's anyone out there listening and they're like, you know what, I really want to repurpose, but I don't want to do it on my own. Can I hire Content10x? Like, Are you available for that? Is that something they can reach out to you for? Oh, absolutely. Um, we, we would love to hear from anyone who wants some help. So um, if you go to our website, you'll just see a services section explains everything that we do for podcasters, video bloggers. Um, and then there's just a, a form to fill in if you're interested in working with us. So it's super, super simple. So do you even work with like smaller people too? 
We, yeah, we work with um, lots of small businesses and entrepreneurs. Um, so, uh, well, mainly. So we don't really work with big businesses. It's mainly smaller businesses. So, yeah, we would love to hear from anyone who needs help. Okay, Amy, I think I'm going to be calling you after this. So, well, thank you so much for taking the time coming on. Like, I just, I love the way you talk about this because it can feel very overwhelming, but you have such a calming presence to you where I feel like, okay, I can do this. <laughs> Brilliant. So thank you so much. No problem at all. Thank you so much for having me on the show. I really do appreciate being here. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. It really means so much to me that you listen. I'd love to see where you're listening. So if you have a quick second, screenshot it and tag me at what the F podcast. That's W H A T T H E E F F podcast or on my personal Instagram at Taylor Morgan design. I'd love to see where you're listening to the show and say hi to you. I love to put a face to the listeners listening on the show. Also, if you haven't done so yet and you have a quick minute, it would really mean the world to me if you could leave a review for the show in iTunes or subscribe if you're not subscribed yet. That way, you know when every show is dropping. Again, thank you so much for being here and have an amazing week. Thanks for listening to What The F Podcast. We would love to hear from you. Please take a second to leave a review in iTunes and let us know how you like the show. For more episodes, be sure to subscribe. For show notes for today's episode, visit our website at whatthefpodcast.com. If you'd like to suggest a topic for an upcoming show, reach out to us on Instagram at whatthefpodcast. Thanks for listening. And until next time, dwell in possibility, friends. And remember, anything is possible.